Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Monday, September 25th. This is episode number 217. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are things going? Well, they're going great right on this Victory Monday, and we're back to believing that the Browns can beat anyone now. Now, what a difference! Uh, what a difference a week makes. The roller coaster continues. Man, we were ready. To, I mean, it, it almost felt like it was time to throw in the towel. A week well, most ago. people thought the season was over last week. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I don't think we were there, but you know, I mean, no. it really, we really felt, def, you know, deflated, defeated. You know, after after um, Nick's injury and everything, and then we see the team come out and play like this. I'm just a complete 180, as we've witnessed time and time again from this team. So, yeah, well, that's just the nature of the NFL. Yeah, we're just we're feeling a lot better. So we learned another important thing, Rod, that um, it takes seven guys to replace Nick Chubb. Seven guys, yes. Yeah. Yes, seven guys. Seven guys replaced him. So he, in fact, is Superman. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's bring our guest in, and then I'm going to comment on that, too. <laughs> We're going to talk a lot of Browns, um, and here to help us do it is uh, our friend Nick and Niles. And Nick, how are you doing tonight? Doing real well, guys. How are you feeling? Feeling are good. You- Yep, yep. Uh, tell you what, it's uh, it's a great feeling, better than the feeling we had last week, <laughs> for sure. Oh man, just totally different. So, so everybody, everybody can follow you at n underscore Niles on Twitter. Um, anything else you want to throw out there, Nick? No, that's about it. Just uh, big Browns fan. I'm 63 years old, and I've been doing this uh, pretty much all my life. I was too young to remember the '64 championship, and Right in my bio, it says just win one before I pass. <laughs> uh, we're we're, in, we're in the same boat, Nick. <laughs> yeah, we're right there with you. We are right there with you. Yeah, yeah, Jeff, going back to the Superman thing, you know, I I, I tweet I put a couple tweets out saying um, you know, that just the way uh, this injury has gone, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, but you know, Nick being Superman, and I had a couple people correct me on that, and they're like He's Batman. Everybody knows his favorite superhero is Batman. (laughs) Felt pretty stupid, but the way he's uh, the way he's taking this on, it's really felt a lot more like Superman to me. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the 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 team was so motivated, I think, because of the loss of Nick. And I, I hope that, too, is sustainable because it seemed like they dedicated this game to him. And they were hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see the, um, I don't know if, if you want to call it a quote or whatnot, but something about um, about Nick pretty much told Miles to, to go win this one for him. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So, um, just, I don't know. I, I don't want to say Miles was more motivated or anything like that, because, um, you know, I think Miles, I think the whole team's motivated all the time. But I think maybe maybe they took it to another level for Nick this week. I'd have, I'd have to agree. I, I, it seemed like it affected Deshaun. You know, he uh, he first two weeks, he didn't seem uh, in sync and this game. He was focused. He looked good. His passing was good. Uh, he just looked like the guy we thought we were getting. Yeah. That's right. 
That's right. I just want to know how to bottle that so that we can give it to them every week. Every week. Every Boy. single week. Yeah. Boy, yeah. And Jeff, that is a great segue because before we go along any further, we're going to talk about our bottling. Or we're going to talk about our Blitz beverages. I don't know if either one of you guys are drinking anything tonight. So um, let me open it up for you. Nick, Nick, are you drinking anything tonight? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a drink my Miller Lite. Uh, I've actually opened two cans uh, before the podcast started, so I wouldn't be uh, cracking a beer in your ear. Uh, <laughs> that, that's my that's my drink of choice. So I'm enjoying a, a Miller Lite. All right, nice. All right, guys. I'm drinking a New Belgium Honey Orange Triple. So um, it's a repeat, but it but it's a good one. So I'm enjoying that tonight. And Jeff, got well, anything over there? Yeah, we kind of, we ran out of fruit around here, so um, we need to get to the grocery. But um, I'm just doing a plain old Lake Erie highball tonight. Sounded good. Sounded good. So, so um, let's uh, go a couple ways here. But but Nick, I I don't think I uh, don't think I told you about this, but um, when we have guests on for the first time, we let them uh, share their Browns journey with us. So you, you kind of tipped your hand a little bit there, but um, well, I want to give you the floor and just kind of let you tell us a little bit about it. Well, that, that's great uh, that you bring that up because today you posted, uh, today I believe was Lyle Alzado's birthday. Well, my tweet was kind of saying how much uh, impact Jim Schwartz had head on the defense and I just got kind of got to thinking that you know when was the last time I felt like one person had this much impact on a defense in Cleveland and and whether I'm accurate or not I just remember Lyle coming to town and and how much everybody celebrated it so um, that was the biggest thing I could remember and that fits in well with what we what I want to talk about because my you know my dad was a big Browns fan. And uh, so naturally that just passed right on to me. Well, Lyle Alzado was his favorite player. And when the Browns traded Lyle, my dad said, I am done. And, and he was done. He, he didn't go root for another team. He he was just done. He and, really was, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And oh, wow. uh, game would come on and say, hey, dad, you don't even watch it. No, I'm, no, I'm not watching the game. And he was done. Done. Wow. So, yeah. Got to respect his, uh, his his fandom to, to uh, one he guy. Was, he was a bullheaded guy, but yeah. That, oh, <laughs> it was so and you know, this was a day where they didn't trade players as much. I mean, a player uh, get on a team and retire with them. You know, stay there all his life, and, and they got rid of him. And man, he was done. And it, it yeah. was it was comical. Yeah. So my, my brother, my brother uh, was live at the time. We just laughed at him, you know, so uh, and we just continued on through the suffering, you know. <laughs> so it goes. <laughs> that's it. That's it. But that's uh, yeah, that's pretty much my bio. You know, I was too young. Uh, I was four years old when when they won the ship in 64. But, uh, you know, I've been through the uh, Brian Sipe and, and Bernie and uh, Red Right 88. And then uh, the, the drive, when the drive happened, uh, 
me and my friends, we were we swore we're we're going to the Super Bowl. We're getting tickets. We're going to go to the Super Bowl, and that uh, I actually shed a tear or two when that drive occurred. And uh, yeah. I, I I swore I said, man, I'm never going to get that emotionally invested again. And here I am, 63 years old, and I'm I'm right back in it. <laughs> so that's, yeah, just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. Well, and it was funny. Yeah, my son. Yeah. The end of last year, my son said, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not. I'm done. And I said, I'm telling you. And this Nick, too. I said, I'm telling you, Nick, they're going to suck you right back in. And here we are. You know, then we're signing all these. You know, we fortify the defensive line and get Deshaun Watson. And here he is right back in it. Yeah. Don't even try to fight it. No. Nope. That's right. Don't even try. No. Nope. Yeah. Wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's my story. Pretty simple. Uh, All right. Well, thanks for sharing that, Nick. Sure, sure. Pretty cool stuff. So, uh, so guys, um, one more thing before we move into some Browns news, and then we go back and talk about this great game that we enjoyed on uh, on Sunday. Yeah. You know, this this podcast has turned into uh, to a love fest for me here and there over over some of my articles and the number of shows I've done and things like this. But I don't get to I don't get to brag on my brother very often, and <laughs> I, I I think it's um, you know, and a lot of you guys don't know him that well. He's uh, you know not somebody who brags on himself and that. Um, he just kind of just kind of does things and does things for people on that um, pretty quietly, typically. So um, a lot of you know that my daughter's getting married this weekend and just kind of wanted to say that um, uh, my brother, Jeff, is going to be performing the ceremony. And uh-huh. yeah, and uh, you know, he was uh he was asked by my daughter to to do the ceremony and and uh you know i, I don't know how much of an option he really had to say no but he he <laughs> said yes without really thinking about it you know um and he's taking it very seriously and and you know um i hope they don't mind me talking about the browns during the ceremony <laughs> yeah yeah i know so uh, but that's that sort but of yeah <laughs> But I mean, it it it's going to be fun. But I just, you know, I just I just think it's great that that uh, Jacqueline and Josh um, recognized and you know um, what they have and you know and and Jacqueline's uncle with Jeff to to entrust this to him and um, you know to want him to do this and and we just we know things are in good hands with Jeff doing it. So I just I just think it's a cool thing. So I just kind of wanted to fill everybody in on that beforehand well thanks rod but you know you probably should have waited until after it was over you know (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna do just great jeff i know you are (laughs) all right guys let's uh let's move on to some some browns news you know i i was digging around and the only real browns news um that I know of this week was was the most important news we've we've heard in in a long time, and that was the update on Nick Chubb that that he that he sustained. Um, and again, guys, I'm just going by 
the reports and what they think and you know and and it sounds like you know things could change when they do surgery and this and that but they think it's um you know an mcl tear and that he just stretched the acl so they're saying you know a six to eight month recovery um and it just sounds like it just sounds like either a miracle or like Nick Chubb is just superhuman and you could just twist him and beat the crap out of him and and he's unbreakable. Um, you know, so I, I don't know what it is, but it, it was just great to get this news, especially before the game. I'm sure it charged the guys up too, knowing that that he's, you know, planning a comeback now at this point um, versus not knowing where his career was um it's just excellent news so i don't know if you guys want to throw anything in about how how this news hits you but but um it just it i you know i just don't know what to say i mean we are all just i feel like i'm the biggest nick chubb fan but i'm sure every browns fan probably feels the same way yeah I, I agree with you there, Rod. I mean, he, you know, uh, he means so much to the organization, embraces how humble he is and how, uh, how team-oriented he is and, uh, you know, just such a great guy. And, and then you realize that he means that much to the whole team that uh, after he got hurt, uh, and I, I mentioned this to you on Twitter, that he, uh, the whole team was in the same funk we were in uh, from that point forward. So that this is great news. Hopefully uh, uh, he can get healed up. And, and uh, I think he's driven enough to want to come back next year. And I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, he'll be back. No question. Yeah. Yeah. And great. That great news for Nick. And, and we're all pulling for him. And, yeah. and you know, that said, uh, I don't know if you guys got this same vibe, but it's like kind of, didn't take the training wheels off of uh, Jerome Ford this week so much. I don't, I don't trust much pass pro, but uh, I tell you, the guy runs hard. I think I think he looks like a good uh, a good back. Of course, he's not Nick Chubb, but but he looked he looked really good. I'd like to have seen him get more opportunities than what he got. I mean, he got four touchdowns, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. We'll we'll uh, we'll talk about that in just a minute. That that split between the three running backs because that was kind of interesting, and we'll see what you guys think going forward. So, um, so Jeff, do you want to do your your uh, your segments now, or would you rather wait till after we talk about the game? Well, let's talk about the game first, and then I can kind of hand out the trophies. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. So, so guys, I I think we all know by now what happened in this game and and the browns were really just totally dominant um and, and honestly you're talking about uh, you know maybe i think i guess it was before we started recording but we we're talking about some people getting on jed wells and that and and it's like man the browns played nearly a flawless game and and uh we should just be damn happy at the results of this game it's 27 to 3 and it didn't feel that close, uh, really, yeah. because the Titans couldn't do anything. Right. right. Um, they, what, 90, was it 96 yards? Um, ni- 94 yards of offense. 94 total yards, yeah. 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 Um, Browns had 341. Um, Browns with 23 first downs to six for the Titans. Um, Browns uh, 
practically doubled them up on time of possession. Um, it just every number you look at was just crazy. Um, and then, you know, and that's the defense absolutely shutting them down. Now, now having gone three games without allowing a score in the red zone, which, well, <laughs> which is just insanity. You know, they, they, uh, in fact, the only reason why they were in the red zone was because of the fumble, uh, uh, the, the ball getting, uh, ripped out of Moore's hands or else they wouldn't have had that res- red zone possession because they were seven yards before they kicked the field goal. Right. Yeah. 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 And, um, was that, uh, was that at the, um, I'm trying to think when the Browns, um, when the Browns stopped them down there. Um, I was too chicken to uh, to put the tweet out, but when they had the ball down there, and I'm thinking, are they going to get a touchdown or a field goal? And I said to myself, they're not going to get anything here. And I didn't tweet it out, and and the Browns stuffed them. I think it was when, maybe it was when they went for it on fourth, or I can't remember what happened exactly. That was there. yeah, that was the drive right before halftime. I think you're talking about when Miles. Got the oh, it was the sack, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, it was yeah. the sack, and and uh-huh. yeah, and they didn't have time for the field goal, right? Well, on the Fire. earlier drive, yeah. though, with the, on the earlier drive with the Moore fumble, that's where they got the field goal. Uh, they had the ball on the, I think it was our 17-yard line, and then they had consecutive plays for. They they were only in the red zone for one, maybe two plays, and then they were back out beyond. They the were 20, back outside of it, and and yeah. then they right. they kicked the field goal. So it's not, you know, it's like we've only seen two plays in the red zone. You know. Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. It's just that's not. phenomenal for any defense. So we, so the Browns have this defense going, and it's it's just insane, just stopping everybody. That they hold Derrick Henry to to twenty yards on eleven carries, and and meanwhile Deshaun Watson breaks out for and and completes what um, what's his work out to like almost eighty percent of his passes, twenty seven for thirty three, yeah, just under eighty two percent, eighty percent. Yeah, eighty. So twenty-seven for thirty-three for two eighty-nine and two touchdowns, and and it really should have been over three hundred yards and three touchdowns if the officials, you know, weren't whatever they do. Um, oh, oh. On the yeah. On the, you guys yeah. ready to talk about that Amari Cooper thing before we even go into the rest of the game? Yeah. How's that happen? <laughs> well, that's it, got uh, that's for sure. Because you know he wasn't even close to the out of bounds line. He was a foot. Inbound yeah. ref was yeah. there. Uh, just, yeah. just craziness. Just yeah. crazy. I, how, how do you? Um, I don't know what you do in that case because it's such a bad call. I don't know how you how you remedy that. I guess there's no way to remedy it, and you're you're just supposed to accept the mistake and move on. But it costs the Browns four points. Right. And Amari Cooper said after the game, yeah, the ref, the ref came up to him and said, "I'm sorry." Oh well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, it didn't affect the final score in the big scheme of things. It was just uh, a, a thing, but uh, oh, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so. So guys, I've I've been doing a lot of talk here, Jeff. Um, Jeff, what uh, what stood out to you? And what are some of the things that stood stood out most to you about this game? 
Yeah, I, I liked, you know, Miles, I think, you know, for the second time in three games, had the play of the game with, you know, a sack at a key time that, you know, just really put the stamp on the defensive effort. Um, and, and you know, I meant, I texted you partway through the fourth quarter and I said, you know, they're sending in the JV because this game's over. And, you know, most seasons, you know, most NFL seasons, you're lucky if you get, you know, a couple of games like that all year. We've had two games like that in the first three, you know, where the game has effectively been over, you know, in Very early. Early, early in the fourth quarter, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it was probably sooner than that, you know, but um, when your opponent's basically running up the white flag, you know, in the NFL, uh, you, you've done something because it's it's not supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be close. Right. Um, so, and, and, you know, everything is really set up to keep it close, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think this, this defense has, has really, I think, taken the league by storm. Um, I think eventually the league will, will, will start to figure out some things. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll get beat a little bit more. I don't think we're going to be, you know, shutting teams out every game going forward, you know? <laughs> um, but we've seen what some of these individual guys can do, um, you know, when they're put in the right situation. And you know, I think Miles obviously had, had a, a career type game, um, even for him. Um, you know, Denzel Ward is back to being the Denzel Ward that, you know, we all know and appreciate and love that, you know, affects a game in, in so many different ways. Um, you know, just yeah. from one end of that defense to the other, um, Grant Delpit, guys are, are playing way over their heads as far as, um, in the team concept and and really impacting what the opposing offense can or in this case can't do so that's fun to watch it really is um on the offensive side of things i think we're finally starting to get it together you know the the first couple of drives looked like you know the pittsburgh game third drive mm-hmm. they they finally seemed like they were getting some momentum um uh, and then you know more got the ball stripped um but, you know, in the second yeah. half, I thought the offensive pace picked up, um, you know, plays were happening faster. Um, you know, we, we weren't running a circus offense back there where we're just, you know, running around trying to find something that, that works. We were actually executing the play that was called. Um, and man, that, um, that, that series where, um, you know, Amari Cooper caught that touchdown, um, you know, the play before that set it up beautifully. Um, I mean, it was, it was a thing of beauty to, to see how the, the Titans just bit on the run and Amari was wide open for the touchdown. Um, I think this offense will get better. That's, that's the, the biggest takeaway is that, you know, the, our defense is playing this well and we're winning games this big, you know, this, this larger margin and our offense is still just really scratching the surface. Were, were yeah. you guys... Were you guys surprised at, at how uh, they're using Harrison Bryant uh, more as an H-back out of the backfield? And they just seem to be using him a lot more than the two tight ends that I thought would be more featured in this offense. Yeah, yeah, I, I, think, I, I just wrote that down, Nick, to talk about that. Yeah, I think Kevin is, is – I mean, he's throwing everything at the wall. You know I mean? He's, he's, yeah. he's trying everything. He's He's got such a deep playbook that <laughs> – you know, I think it's sometimes you just out 
he outthinks himself. You know, he's like, let's try oh. this, let's try this, let's try this, right? Um, but like I said, you know, you, it shouldn't take seven different guys to, to, to establish a run game. And, and they never really mm-hmm. did. They, they, fortunately, they didn't need to, you know. But um, we've been saying that, that you know, that, that this is going to become more of a pass-driven offense. And I think what you saw was they are using the pass now um, primarily, and, and the run is just going to have to come from different places. And you're not going to really feature a guy, you know, that, like, they, like they could with Nick Chubb. Yeah, and yeah, you know, let's dig into those running backs a little bit more. Um, you know, Jerome Ford had ten carries. I think uh, I think Pierre Strong had what nine? Um, uh, six. Six. Okay, he had six for, and he he. I mean, he was pretty successful. Um, and Kareem had had a few less. I don't have. I should have those numbers in front of me. I, I only Kareem wrote had down five. Kareem had five, five carries. carries for thirteen yards, average of two point okay. six. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, the Titans played the run, you know, pretty well in this game. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, yeah, you know, you have to tip, you know, you have to say that they they did a good job against the run. Um, you know, I thought all three backs looked, you know, looked pretty decent. You know, I mean, throwing their averages out, you know, obviously they didn't run for a high average, but um, right. I, I thought Kareem looked pretty good for a guy who just stepped in off the street, you know, less than a week ago. Um, I mean, he looked healthy. He looked energetic. But, you know, if I'm Mike Vrabel coming into this game, I'm going to – and I know Nick Chubb is out. The Browns are set up to be a run-first team. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's going to be my game plan, right? I'm going to take away the run. I'm going to make Deshaun Watson beat me. Well, he's <laughs> been watching the film. He knows how right. Deshaun's been playing. <laughs> so, yeah, why exactly. wouldn't you? Why wouldn't yeah. you do that? Um, it, it was uh, – it was entertaining watching the looks on Vrabel's face. And I mean, I respect <laughs> Vrabel as a coach, but you could just see the frustration and just to- he was totally befuddled by right. by things. And you look over and they showed Jim Schwartz and that little grin creeping in on him, just like just well, just knowing that he had him on that on that series of events where Miles went to one end and the two tight ends him down that way. Miles went up to the other end, so the two tight ends followed him up there. So he came back to this end, and they had to call a timeout. And Schwartz had a grin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. he, looked, oh, he looked like the cat that swallowed the canary. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, going back to the running backs, guys, um, because I mean the defense is just incredible. Um, I mean we could just we could talk about guys on the defense all night. Um, yeah. And and how the defense has played. I mean they've been the best defense in the league. Um, they just have been. And you know you just wanted to keep playing anywhere close to that. And the Browns should the Browns should be in every game and should win a whole you know a whole bunch of them. So yeah. um, you have to feel like Jerome Ford's going to be the main back and that, um, you know, and, and that, uh, strong and, and Hunter are going to get carries. I think they're all three going to get, get time. Um, but like Nick said, I was a little surprised that Ford didn't get more carries in this game, but you know, he wasn't super effective either. So, um, well, is that, what do you guys think? I think, I think they don't trust him in, in pass pro yet. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they re-signed Kareem Hunt knowing that, uh, he's a good, 
uh, blocker to pick up blitzers uh, on passing downs. So uh, that's probably, I mean, he's a young back yet, Ford is, and, and uh, that's usually the, the, the week of a young back is their pass. Yeah. Um, Jeff, anything to add to the running back situation? Yeah, I, I think Jerome Ford probably just needs to get into a groove in a game, and it needs to be a game where they have the opportunity to do that. You know, where they just want to yeah. run the ball. Um, I don't think he's really found a groove yet. But I thought he, I thought he had an excellent game. I mean, the the yeah. the yards per carry didn't bear that out, but um, scored two touchdowns based, based on the shoes that he had to fill. Yeah. I thought he had a hell of a game. Yeah, I, I thought so too. Oh um, sure. Well, let's talk about that that um, receiving touchdown he had, where he looked. A whole lot more like wide receiver two than running back one. How'd you like that move? Well, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys, um, uh, Jake Burns broke that down real well. And he, uh, he said that they saw that play practice. Uh, they saw that play in practice and uh, they knew how Tennessee was going to cover it. So they had him had him run a different route than how Tennessee would cover it. And it worked to perfection. I mean, that was just some of the uh, analytical genius, if you want to call it that. And that play worked to yeah, perfection. It's just great preparation. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and like we've said, um, Ford played wide receiver in high school. The, the guy can, he can catch the ball. He can run routes. Um, you know, I'm not going to say he's better than any wide receiver on the team, but he sure looked pretty good on that one. So, yep. um, yeah, he's he can do more things than just uh, run the ball out of the backfield. So, so well, um, you know, great game. He was recruited to Alabama, and he was so buried on the depth chart at Alabama, that's why he went to Cincinnati. So mm-hmm. the guy has talent, and oh, yeah. he has the, the build and the look of a three-down. Uh, get, uh, get more acclimated, I think. Yeah, yep. yeah. I, I think the running back room is in is in pretty good hands. You know, as good a hands as it can be when you lose the best back in the game. Yeah. Yep, yep, I agree. Yeah, so um, where is he going to uh, well, go next? Yeah. Well, so uh, while we're on the offense, I got to give a shout-out to Dewan Jones. That, that <laughs> guy has held up that right side of the offensive line. He's, he's been pretty amazing me what do you think i uh, totally agree i mean um jeff why don't you address this because you know you had some concerns um you know not that you didn't think he was going to be good but with him being a rookie you know as to how it was going to work out and so forth initially so how do you think he's done yeah it's the nature of being a rookie in the nfl you know you're going to have ups and downs um teams are going to you know test you in different ways and I think, you know, he, he got a little bit of a challenge from the Steelers and he bounced back pretty nicely this week. But um, it's it's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster with him, I think. He's going to have, you know, he's going to have some games that he's going to struggle against certain speed guys on the edge um, because, you know, of his size. But he's done a nice job so far. And, I, and I'm, I'm glad to see, you know, that, that he's he's holding up 
because we don't have another really good option, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. And I, I just All hate right. the idea that you know we've got we've got to play him this much in his first season, you know. But um, uh, he's he's done well so far, and you have to keep the the expectations at at a realistic level for, mm-hmm. for a rookie right tackle in the NFL. Yeah, so I'm going to go back to Amari Cooper, who had just another great game. And I mean, the numbers could have been a little higher if if that right. call would have been wouldn't have been you know incorrect correctly made. But um, I put a tweet out just because just because I was thinking about this, you know, because um, somebody said somebody put a tweet out saying, you know, is Amari Cooper the best receiver the Browns have ever had? And somebody came back and said, don't be ridiculous. They have three wide receivers in the Hall of Fame. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's silly. But, you know, I looked at, I said, well, here's, um, let's look what Amari's done in his first 20 games as a Brown versus a couple of, of other guys. So um, in his first 20 games, Cooper has 95 catches for uh, 1,403 yards and 10 touchdowns. So I, I looked at Jarvis Landry, um, 99 catches, 1,231 yards and five touchdowns. And then I went back to Josh Gordon, had to do some math because this was like over three or four seasons. Um, 75 mm-hmm. catches, 1,234 yards, and seven touchdowns. I mean, that, that only included, I think, uh, like four games out of his big season. So, yeah. Um, it was, and it was before he got into that stretch where he was, you know, incredible. But, right. uh, but yeah, I mean, so, um, so yeah, Amari's been. I don't know what to say. I mean, he's been as professional and a, as good as as you could expect out of any you know anybody that you could get for a what they get him for a fifth or a sixth rounder. Fifth rounder, <laughs> yeah. Sheesh. Um, so, yeah. He, Amari Cooper to the receiver room is what Nick Chubb was to the running back room. I mean, he's a yeah. true. Yeah. Quiet guy. He's humble. Yeah. You know, you. you all these diva receivers that come and go and and uh all amari cooper does is go out there and do his job and he's just great he you're right nick he is he is the same the same type of guy and yeah i think the only reason we don't see him you know that we don't have him on the same level as nick is because he hasn't been around as long um you know that that's probably it um but but yeah i mean i you can see it. You can see it, and just just the way he plays the game. Um, so yeah, I definitely appreciate Amari Cooper, and I mean he and Nick are throwbacks, just guys that that just go out there and do their job, and and really don't care about much of anything else. Don't care about um, you know what people think of them or or making a name for themselves or anything. They just let their play talk. That's it. Right. You know, very, very selfless guy. It seems like we have a team of selfless guys. You know, we had Clowney here last year that wasn't happy being the number one. Jealous of Miles Barrett. And, and, (laughs) you know, we got a, we got uh, a group, I think it seems like that very selfless and Amari Cooper kind of, kind of, you know, uh, knows that. Well, I think that's permeating the team too. I I don't know if you had this on your talking point list rod but you know when kareem hunt signed um he he made the statement that he and stefanski sat down and kind of ironed some things out and you know talked about his level of commitment and 
You know, he said mm-hmm. that, you know, this year he's he's going to be focused and he's going to be team first and, you know, none be of all, in. all yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. That's so kind of what he said, I, I think. I think, you know, that that what what he's not saying is, is that he probably wasn't that way last year. You know, I mean, if you read between yeah. the lines. Right. So, yeah. And I think there was quite a bit of that throughout the team. So um, that matters. You know, that um, coach made a comment about culture. Um, and I think you have a culture of lunch pail guys now that, you know, like Amari Cooper that, that are leading by example and saying, Hey, you know, cut, cut out the me first drama and let's go out and, and win as a team. And, you know, that, that's kind of something we've been looking for for a long time. You know, yeah. you know I, I think that time that they spent down in Greenbrier was invaluable. I think it really galvanized these guys. They got to know each other. They, seems like they really like each other they celebrate together uh it 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 just seems like a team that's uh team oriented yeah yeah so so guys um and jeff i have to tell you i don't um i didn't have a lot of talking points tonight so it's kind of off the script like we (laughs) like we like to do so yeah but I was thinking of some, something earlier, and, and this is probably a good time to bring it up. You know, the whole—it's um, funny how the how the fan base perceives Kevin Stefanski, um, you know, and and him not being vocal enough, and and you know, and and you know, him staring at the Denny's menu and all this crap, and <laughs> and you know, and, and he's pretty much an, he's pretty much an idiot when we lose, and he's a genius when we, when you know when the Browns win. So the nature um, of the business. <laughs> yeah, that's just how it is. It, mm. But I was just thinking, you know, this town loves Jim Schwartz. You know, oh yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, he's yeah. he's he's getting results out of this defense, um, and he deserves a ton of credit. But the the front office also went out and got him a lot of great guys to play with, you know? Right. So he is, you know, he's the, he's the potter molding the clay right now, but he's, he's been given some great <laughs> clay to work with. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but, but what I'm thinking is, is, uh, you know, Schwartz is not a fiery guy on the sidelines either. No, you know, and, and I think people kind of made it, Seem like you know, like uh, like when Schwartz was hired. Oh well, if Stefanski doesn't work out, they'll put Schwartz in. He'd be a lot different. All this, and I don't know about that. You know, maybe as a coach, he's different, but personality-wise, I don't know that he's a complete 180 from Stefanski. No, did, you know, you I don't that, think he is. I think. You have, go did ahead. I see the chest bump between Deshaun and Stefanski. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's the most emotion I've seen from Stefanski ever. It was great to see, and Deshaun initiates it. But, but uh, yeah, I liked it. And people yeah. want to see emotion, and, and I understand that. But um, I don't know that you, you're not going to see a ton from Stefanski. You're not going to see a ton from Jim Schwartz either. And my question is, do you think that – I just think that Schwartz and Stefanski probably work well together and complement each other in that respect. Uh, maybe compliment's not the right word because I think they're probably probably more similar than people would want to think. Yeah, you know yeah. what? I, right. And and uh, on a side note, did you see where uh, 
our buddy uh, uh, Woods down in uh, New Orleans, they were, were winning against the Packers 17 to nothing in the fourth quarter, and they gave up <clears throat> 18 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. To the to, to Green Bay. Joe Woods' signature. Joe, Joe, you had to go to the soft soft so, zone. Soft zone, yeah. you bet. <laughs> Yeah. You bet. So I bet you they're loving him down right about. It. <laughs> You're up, up seventeen to nothing. Well, let's make this thing a little interesting, why don't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, so Joe Woods. I mean, just uh, I, I hate to see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, here's the thing, guys. We we have some nice things now. So. <laughs> right. For Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Pretty pretty happy with where we stand. And um, Alex right Alex Wright got his first sack. Uh that was yeah. that was good to see. Uh from another defensive end. Uh they're he, using they're using He did them. and and you know, I mean he had that sack, but he he was around he he was um he had a good game. It wasn't yeah. just a sack. He was around you know, he was around the ball and um you know, making his presence known when he was in the game. So I, I thought I was well, pretty impressed with Alex Wright. Stealing all my thunder for three up and three down. So in the future, we're going to do that before we well, talk about the game, Rod. Darn it! <laughs> yeah, we've talked too much. Yeah, let's. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, it's all my fault. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is our first right. week back. You know, we're we're just, yeah. we're still trying to figure this out. So. That's all right. I mean, you know, last <laughs> last week we had we had uh, David Evan Smith on, and and David pretty much went through the whole thing before we even started talking. So, all right. but we well, love David. I, I have to give David credit since you're since you're there that you know he almost nailed the Deshaun Watson. Uh, oh, he did. Line. Yeah, Almost yeah. nailed it. Let me, yeah, David David said 300 yards, 21 for 28 with two touchdowns, and 40 rushing yards. Now, how many rushing yards did Deshaun end up with? I don't have that in front of me. Not the, not 40, but um, he had some. 16. Um, 16, okay. But, I mean, he, the he 21 said, to know, 28? He, I mean, he, yeah, go he, ahead, Yeah, he Jeff. said he was going to complete a high high percentage of his passes, uh, you know, two touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, you know, clean game, 300 yards-ish. I mean, he he nailed it. He, he called for he Deshaun did. Watson to have his best game right to Brown. And he and said he, and he did. Amari Cooper touchdown in the left corner of the end zone. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. If if Amari Cooper is not called out of bounds, he is scoring in the left corner of the end zone. Correct? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly correct. <laughs> yeah, well done, Almost. David. All yeah, right, enough about this David guy. You got me on here now. That's right, Nick. That's right. So, yeah, it just kind of underscores so yeah. the point, Nick, that our guests are almost always smarter than our us. Our guests always always uh, bring up great points. So so we're back to Nick, and uh, yeah, so um, so yeah, I think we we've uh, we've talked about enough guys in the game that we should maybe go to go to your uh, top dog and your bonehead, Jeff, before we spoil all of your thunder. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to run through the three up, three down real quick first, Rod. Uh, and okay. we've, we've touched on most of it already, okay? But the, my three ups that I, I wrote were, uh, first of all, Jerome Ford, for all the reasons we've already mentioned. I thought he had a great game. Uh, two touchdowns and, you know, just in really tough circumstances. So I'm I, I'm really rooting for him to, to continue the upward trend. His snap counts are up. 
Um, and I think he's going to you know, do, do a nice job for us over time. Second guy I wrote down right away, Alex Wright. Alex mm-hmm. Wright showed up in this game. Um, he was all over the place. Uh, he was enthusiastic and, and you know, cheering on, cheering on his teammates and being cheered on. And, and it's just so nice yeah. to see him, you know, be that guy that's coming in as, as the third defensive end now, or yeah. actually the fourth, I guess, if you count Oboe. Um, yeah. But, um, and then, and then the third guy I thought who's really, I mean, it's obvious upward trend. Deshaun Watson had, had the, the game of, of his Browns career. So uh, yep. those are the three ups, the three down. Um, the guy that still worries me is Elijah Moore. Uh, I mean, he, he caught everything thrown to him, uh, but I'm seeing this repeated problem of him hanging onto the ball. And I mentioned it last week. Um, I, I texted you during the game, Rod, that, you know, he's kind of starting to remind me of some sort of combination of Demetric Felton and, and, and um, Anthony Schwartz and not in a good way. Um, you know, he's got the speed and he's got the running back plays and, but, you know, let's just find something that works and that he's good at rather than trying to make him do everything. Okay. So I, I uh, yeah, he's, I, I think his snap counts need to drop. Um, let's, let's find something that he's good at. Um, the other two things that concern me a little bit, um, the play of the secondary and not the starters. Um, I'm, I thought Cam Mitchell did a nice job of filling in for, um, uh, Greg Newsom. Uh, Greg, yeah, Greg Newsom. Thanks. Um, yeah, you know, out with the injury. Cam, Cam Mitchell did a, a decent job. Um, mm-hmm. You know, got beat a couple times. Um, Mike Ford should never see the field other than on special teams. Um, the, yeah. the secondary, the starters have played well, um, but I, I need to see more out of our secondary in terms of takeaways. We've got to start creating some takeaways. Um, and then the last thing that concerns me about this team still is kick returns. We've got guys returning the ball who look indecisive. Um, when mm-hmm. you catch the ball, do something with it or fair catch it. You know, don't don't catch the ball and then and then try to make a decision. Um, and I'm I'm talking to you, Bubba Ventro, and get 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 the the fire going underneath these guys. Um, so anyway, that's the three up, three downs. Uh, top dog bonehead. This is this was an easy one this week because one guy wins both. Um, you know, based on an 82% completion <laughs> rate, um, Deshaun Watson gets the, gets the top dog. Uh, so completed 82% of his passes when throwing forward, um, <laughs> when, when throwing backwards, um, uh, that earns him the bonehead for this week. Congratulations, Deshaun. Bonehead. Uh, well done. Very well done. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Going back to the, uh, the kick returners, it, it's, um, yeah, I mean, not to make excuses, but they're they're kind of been, you know, in a little bit of a jam with uh, with Nick Chubb going down with, you know, with, um, um, you know, some other returners out in that um, because, right. uh, you know, you Jerome, know, Jerome Ford would be back there. Jakeem, so, Grant, so, Jakeem Grant was supposed to be that guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. That was a blow. Uh, we've seen DPJ do it. Uh, it's probably he's, always, he's okay. Yeah. Probably always going to be a struggle. Uh, I'd like to see these guys. If the ball is kicked to the goal line, you know what? Take a knee, start at the 25. I don't know why they have to always bring it out. Why bring it out to the, to the 15 and 20? 
I, I don't know why they feel like they're going to. Well, this time I'm going to get it out to the 30. Yeah. I swear I'm going to get out to the 30 this time. And bam, they're <laughs> down to the 15 or 20 every time. Yeah. And no, nobody makes it out past the 25. In no. well, the NFL. other thing that concerns me a little bit is you got DPJ who who is who's playing 90% of the offensive snaps returning yeah. punts. I want to see somebody else take over that job. Yeah, I don't know who else is who else is capable. I mean, I think yeah, um, I, I don't know who it is, but you know, I did. I don't know, you know if what? Pierre Strong is Pierre Strong returned a punt or a kick. Um, was he back on kicks this time? Yeah, he's returning kicks. Game. So um, yeah, I don't know who else can return punts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it would be nice to have somebody else back there besides. DPK. I liked your idea a couple of weeks ago, Rod. But let's let's try out try out some of the DBs back there. Get get somebody. Yeah, I mean, yeah, somebody, uh, one of the backup DBs, you know, yeah, um, yeah. maybe uh, maybe Ronnie Harrison or somebody, whoever can catch the ball. You know, it's got to be somebody who's good at catching the ball. Ronnie's got good hands. Let's give it him. He does him a have look. good hands. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Ronnie Harrison back there. Is he, is he still on the team? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, not yeah any I, snaps. I don't know if he's played much yet, but. Because our safeties are playing out of their mind right now, so he's not going to see the field. Yeah. Oh, that's. Yeah, I guess he is. All right. I guess so. So real quick, I just I was looking at snap counts, and um, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this because we, we still yeah. want to talk about the game Ronnie coming Harrison. Up. Jesus. Oof. Ronnie Hickman. Ronnie Hickman. <laughs> I think I called him Ronnie yeah. Harrison first. Yeah, Ronnie Harrison. That's, <laughs> that's on me, Jeff. It, oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Geez. They both were thirty-three. So. Yeah. <laughs> Easy mistake, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so um, guys, looking at the snap counts, and just you know, I just thought I'd take a look at them. I was kind of, I kind of started looking at them, thinking, I wonder if Miles is playing a higher percentage of snap counts because the defense is on the field less because they've been playing so well. Mm-hmm. And and um, actually, I mean, Miles is, uh, he's got the most snaps out of anybody on the defensive line. So um, yeah. trying to find where his. I don't even know if I wrote his number down anywhere, but but anyways, 100, 121 snaps so far, which is about 70. Oh, there's yeah, yeah, 121. Um, Tomlinson is 96. Uh, but yeah, Jeff, you you talked about DPJ. Um, DPJ has the most snaps out of the wide receivers, um, which which surprises me. He's got 200 yeah. 205. Uh, Moore has 172. Cooper 166. Um, and Joku's got 180, which is, I mean, it by far the most of the tight ends, obviously, but more right. than some of the wide receivers. Um, mm-hmm. And then we look at um, Anthony Walker's got the most of the of the linebackers at 110. Um, then we look at the DBs. We got uh, uh, Ward has 143, and Delpit's got 155. Um, Delpit's Delpit's played about, I think, 98% of the snaps. At 155. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, um, interesting. But I mean, three games not not really enough to see a huge trend. But um, the DPJ surprised me a little bit. Yeah, we talked about the numbers a little bit earlier, Rod, and, and you were right that that you know Miles is not on the field nearly as much this season because the defense is just getting off the field quicker. Yeah. You know, so they're playing so, less snaps. Yeah. So Cause, you know because they're better. Yeah. Right. He's going to have a lot fewer plays this year to make an impact. Yeah, I think I think they lead the league in um, third down stops. I mean, you know, they're they're getting off the field. 
Yes. Well, when a team only gains 94 yards, that tells you that they're getting off the field, you know, uh, right. with very few first downs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, so guys, the Browns have, believe it or not, they have another game coming up on uh, on Sunday against the Ravens uh, in Cleveland, one o'clock. And um, this uh, this AFC North is all bunched up now. I guess um, I guess tonight's game is not really going to make a whole big difference, but. Uh, um, yeah, so three teams at two and one, Browns and Ravens being two of them. Um, Browns are two and a half point favorite in this game. The over under is forty two and a half, which we're all going to probably take the under on that. But uh, anyways, um, <laughs> but let's because uh, because yeah, the Ravens are not scoring half that many points. There's no way. Um, anyways, I was no. just looking at a few of the stats. Um, uh, Lamar Jackson has passed for 608 yards in three games, so he's he's thrown about 200 yards a game. He's only thrown two touchdown passes, one pick. Um, Ravens have rushed for 474 yards in three games. Browns have, Browns have rushed for 482. Um, both teams uh, having trouble holding on to the football, apparently. I mean, the Ravens are minus two in turnover ratio. And uh, Browns minus five, thanks to that game week two. But, uh, but yeah, um, Lamar's throwing for 608. Um, Watson's not throwing for 678, but um, with with four touchdown passes, two interceptions. So, so Nick, let's go to you first on this one. How do you see this game shaping up? Well, I'm very interested to see what Jim Schwartz has for for Lamar Jackson. Uh, he seems, yeah. he's put together uh, three good game plans already, and uh, I I think that uh, Lamar's going to be running for his life. Um, MJ Stewart's going to have to come flowers. Rookie receiver they have is uh, uh, the best they've had in a while. But uh, yeah, I think if I think if uh, we can make Lamar uncomfortable and keep him. From taking off, uh, I like our chances. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. Jeff, Jeff, go ahead. Yeah, I think we've we've purposely built our defense to stop guys like Lamar. You know, with our speed linebackers. Um, I, I I like our chances in this game even better after watching uh, the Colts beat the Turd Birds at home. When they were seven point seven and a half point favorite or something at home, and they lost to the Colts in overtime, twenty two to nineteen. And the Colts in the end of that game looked like they didn't even want to win. Um, so yeah, I, I think the Ravens are are definitely beatable. Um, we just have to play the way we're supposed to play on offense, which we've we've done two out of the three games. We just can't have a repeat of that Pittsburgh game where we where we shoot ourselves in the foot. I, guys, I, guys, you have to like as as a Browns fan, you have to like the fact that that um, that Justin Tucker missed a field goal that would have won the game. I think it was like a sixty-one yarder or something. Sixty-two but yarder, missed, yeah, sixty-two yeah. yarder that that would have won the game. Yeah, and, and that and that they got they got into situation again for a, a similar yardage and they didn't even try it. 
I'm yeah. thinking, this is Justin Tucker. Are you, right. Are you guys losing confidence in Justin Tucker? <laughs> Seriously. I, I, guys, I, I sat there and, and I'm like, what's going on? And I looked up Justin Tucker's age. I'm thinking, is he getting old? Is he losing it? What's going on? The guy's 33. He's, yeah. he's not. I'm thinking, is he 40 already or what's going on? Right. I'm right. like, they've, they've given up on him. He was short on that kick. Yeah, and, he was. And I do think Harbaugh, Harbaugh at least that game, lost confidence in him because he was short on that kick and he probably Man. just didn't, oh. act, which is amazing. I mean, if it's me, I'm Tucker out there no matter what. I, I agree. I don't, I'm I don't running, know I'm how running you, him out, I'm running him right back out there as soon as we cross the 50. Yeah. I don't know how you don't. Right. I don't, I don't know how you don't. Um, yeah, so so now, yeah, they've got that thing going to where, I mean, I'd seriously doubt if Justin Tucker's lost any confidence. Right. But but Harbaugh's got that thing in the back of his head now. Can we use him for a 60-yard field goal? Hmm. So you, you have to like that. Yeah. As the Browns going into this game. Because, man, yeah, he's he's beating us with a few of those damn things. <laughs> oh, yeah. right. Right. Well, I'm going to be down there at the stadium this week. So uh, nice. Yep, I'll Muni lot in the morning, and I'll be at the stadium, and uh, you'll you'll hear my voice in the crowd. All right, we'll be, we'll be listening for you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I guess I didn't really delve into a lot more of the stats. I mean. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I think we know who the Ravens are. I mean, they they try to run the ball. Um, you know, and and the Browns uh, the Browns aren't aren't going to have any of that shit. So they're just not. So um, mm-hmm. so so good luck to them. And and um, I think if Deshaun Watson's um, if he can play anything like like he played this past week, and the Browns defense plays anything like like they've been playing i think i think this game sets up well for the browns yeah especially so yeah i agree so predictions uh, yeah you guys ready for some predictions um so here's how this works nick you're you're the guest you get to go first with a score prediction Right. And then you get to throw in any other predictions you want, as specific or non-specific as you want, or you can just go with a score because you're you're probably going to do better than Jeff or I, anyways. <laughs> well, they set the bar too high for me, so I'm not even going to try to guess uh, um, statistics. Yeah, but, <laughs> I wouldn't go there either. <laughs> <laughs> but. It's an AFC North battle. These two teams know each other well. Uh, I, I see it as a low-scoring affair. I'm thinking uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of around uh, 17 to 13 Browns. I think it's going to be that low of a scoring game. Uh, I think it's going to be a dogfight. Uh, uh, like I say, these two teams know each other too well. you got you got two good coaching staffs, and uh, it's going to be nip and tuck throughout. All right. I like it because you picked the Browns to win. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. And it is noted that Nick has the under. Yeah. Oh, you and bet. And the Browns. Yeah. 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 
Jeff, are you going over or under on this game? Um, I, silly question. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I still don't have enough confidence in this offense to think that we're gonna we're gonna have an, an over game, uh, particularly not against a defense as good as the Ravens. Um, I mean, the Ravens don't scare me as much offensively in this game um, as their defense scares me. Um, you know, our, our offense is going to have to be clean and flawless, but. You know, we're, we're averaging about 24 or 25 points a game right now um, and not not playing particularly well. So I think we can pull that off against the Ravens uh, if our defense keeps putting us in good spots. So I'm, I'm going to go 24-13 uh, Browns. Um, you know, th- that might be eight field goals, but um, <laughs> I think. Think we're gonna? I think we're gonna win this one um, on the strength of our defense. Okay. Any other, any other individual predictions you want to throw out there? Jeez. Uh, Does he take the bait? Mm, well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been I've been calling for our. our secondary to do something big for the last several weeks is is this the week that it's finally going to happen um you know maybe maybe denzel picks off lamar nice so that would be that would be fun that would be fun okay guys i am i am all in on this defense um i i I just don't see any other way to go right now so uh, i'm taking the browns um Kind of big, but uh, um, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm taking the Browns twenty to six. I just I just think this defense is just going to keep doing what they do. Um, I just I just think they're going to keep doing what they do. Um, Lamar can't throw the ball, and I don't think the Browns are going to let him run. Um, nice. So so I think they had to get a couple field goals. I think the Browns score a couple touchdowns and. Had a couple field goals and and I th- I think we see uh, I think we see a touchdown by Tillman this week. I think okay. he's going to get in there and I think the Browns are going to go to the big man in the end zone and I think he's going to score this week. There we uh, go. What the heck? Not not that I was right last week when I said Kareem would score, but yeah. Well, you know, keep in mind too. Now Baltimore's uh, going into this game; they've got a ton of injuries. And we came out of this Titans game relatively unscathed, knock on wood. Yeah. So that could make a big difference, too. They're down uh, a couple of defensive starters, and uh, they've, they've got uh, six or seven guys at least banged up. Yeah, it never hurts. Um, never hurts to, to win that uh, injury battle, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. And um, I mean, Has Tillman, I, Tillman caught a ball yet? I, I don't know. Maybe his first one will be a touchdown. Okay. Yeah, he only had snaps uh, this this last game. Did he did he have a catch? Come no, on. not a catch. No, five or six snaps. That's it. Okay. He, he got yeah. in for. I th- I think Jeff might be right. I think um, you know maybe I think uh, Tillman might get a few of more snaps um, eventually. I think they might. Uh, I, I just think when you have a guy that talented, I think he's going to get some more snaps. And when I looked at the snap count, um, Tillman and um, the other two wide receivers. So um, 
they all had either 30 or uh, 31 snaps. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So, uh, yeah, Tillman and Bell and, um, like, the, the, yeah, the other guy who's slipping my mind right now. Elijah, <laughs> Anyways. Elijah Moore? No, not Elijah or Moore. Good, my, Marquise Goodwin? Um, Goodwin, yeah. Good yeah, one. Those guys are all at 31 or 30 snaps. So you'd think, good. so they're, they're working them all in. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Elijah Moore's, um, he's getting a lot of snaps, but, um, you know, I think, I think, Jeff, I think you're probably right. I think they're going to figure out that, that, um, you know, maybe he's best, you know, suited for certain roles and, and that he doesn't need to be involved in flea flickers and, and, you know, end arounds constantly, you know, in order to get touches, um, you know, just, just here and there. And, and that maybe you're better off sending Tillman down the field, you know, a few times a game to get, to get him some touches too. Uh, I mean, I just, I think with with DPJ playing 90% of the snaps, um, I, I just don't think Tillman's getting on the field, you know, and, and, Probably not I think much. No. I'd like to see I'd like to see DPJ play a little bit less and maybe, you know, Tillman get out there a little bit more and maybe that improves both players. You know, DPJ's productivity maybe goes up if he's not, you know, on the field so much, you know. Um, because they they really are very similar players. You know, you know, one thing DPJ does that I think is super impressive is when field a defensive backs covering him with his back to the quarterback and dpj doesn't have a tell to show that defensive back that the ball's coming you know just that basket Mm -hmm. that basket catch he made on the right sideline that defensive back had no idea that ball coming and just like his touchdown i don't know last year year before against cincinnati that, that won the game in the end zone you know, he's that basket catch he makes and he doesn't he doesn't track the ball. You don't see him looking at the ball. So the defensive back doesn't turn around. And yeah. it's, I think that's one of the best parts of his game. I, I agree. I think he does a lot of little things. Well, I think he blocks down he the does. field really well. Um, I mean, he, he doesn't doesn't get the big numbers, um, but I think he contributes in a lot of different ways. And that's why I, said, I, I don't want to see him get worn down by, by playing, you know, 90% of the snaps. Right. Yeah. Right. I think, yeah, I think this wide receiver room is deep enough that there's no need to, to have him out there all the time. That's why it kind of surprised right. me. Right. You know, I, I don't, I don't think he needs to be out there more than Amari Cooper is. Right. You know, um, you have confidence in a rookie right tackle. You need to have a little bit of confidence in your, you know, number five or six wide receivers. Yeah, yeah, I, I think these guys can all play. I think mm-hmm. all six of these receivers can play. Yep. So, so yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, I agree. Okay, well, we should have a we should have a fun game on uh, on Sunday, guys, and and um, we should have the inside track on a win with with Nick going to the game too so there you go that's it i'm going there to represent absolutely (laughs) wearing my i'm wearing my nick chubb jersey awesome as it should be yeah um yeah i I know we're going to the 49ers game and that's what i will be wearing when we go oh there you go 
There has you to go. be. Has to be. So, uh, so awesome. yeah. So, so guys, let's get some let's get some closing remarks here. Closing thoughts. Um, Nick, you're the guest, so so we'll let you we'll let you go first and closing us out. Well, well, here's hoping that uh, Deshaun Watson uh, get this same motivation that he had this last week. Um, you know, that that was the guy that we hoped he would be. Uh, I hope he doesn't regress from game to game into the guy that he had been the first two games. And if he could do that, I, I mean, as long as we could stay healthy, this this defense could only improve if you could imagine that. So I, this 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 defense could end up historic by the end of the year. So that's that's my final thought. I'm I here think, for that. Yeah, definitely improve. Yeah. So all right, that's Nick and Niles. Follow him at n underscore Niles. Jeff, closing thoughts tonight. Yeah, I I you know thought going into the season the way our schedule started out that if we won two of the first five games um that we would still be in pretty good shape um we've already done that we've won two of the first three mm-hmm. we've got a couple tough ones coming up um i think we match up right with the with the ravens really well um and this team has now done it on defense three games in a row the offense is starting to solidify. We knew it was, it was going to take a little bit of time. Um, but I'm feeling really good about how this team is trending. And hopefully we can get through this early part of the schedule healthy. That was another great thing about this game on Sunday was we didn't have another major injury. Yeah. Um, but if we can continue to stay healthy, like Nick said, and, and you know, produce the way we've been producing – Really nice things are going to happen later in the season. That's right. Sounds good. This has been the Browns Blitz. We thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. <laughs>